Welcome to Find Your Sexy, the podcast that encourages self-love and celebrates female sexuality. I'm your host, Kelsey Valletta, and I want to help you discover your own unique sexy and learn to embrace it every single day. Thank you so much for joining me as we break the stigma together. Welcome back to the Find Your Sexy podcast. My guest this week is the co-founder and vice president of public relations and digital marketing at digital consulting agency, Creative Label. She studied journalism and mass communication at Arizona State University, and she began her career in TV production, working in casting and producing roles for The Dr. Phil Show, HGTV, Lifetime, and YouTube TV. Upon founding Creative Label in 2016, she transitioned her production skills into the digital space, where she specializes in digital audience acquisition, including social media strategy, influencer marketing, and of course, public relations. And she is also the co-host of Creative Labels, The Label Podcast. So here with me today to share her story on finding her sexy is the amazing Des Dickerson. Hi, Des. Welcome to Find Your Sexy. Hi, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. So I'm so excited to talk with you today. Um, First of all, congratulations on the label podcast making Yahoo's top 20 podcast to to be listening to. I saw that yesterday. So that's incredible. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. So amazing. Um, Okay. So I know that you are just a wealth of knowledge when it comes to everything social media. And I've heard you speak quite a few times. And each time I swear I could not write notes fast enough because oh. the goodness just kept coming. Um, so I wanted to have you on today, uh, you know, just to talk about social media and, you know, how it can affect us, especially as, as women, right. Um, when it comes to our, our confidence and our self-esteem, But before we dive too much into that, I would love to get to know you a little better and hear your story when it comes to all things confidence, self-love, and finding your sexy. Yeah. Um, Okay. Is there a specific, you want me to just like dive right in? (laughs) Well, I'll start by asking you, uh, when was the first time you can ever remember feeling sexy? That's such a good question. I was actually just talking... um, I was just talking to somebody about this, about, you know, really the first time that you learn to love yourself and really like step into yourself and feel super sexy. Um, I think for me, it was honestly not until like the past year or two. Um, I had always felt like comfortable and, 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 um, like pretty secure physically. Right. But I think that there's so much more that comes along with feeling sexy. Um, and I think that stepping in the closer I get to 30, I'm 28. So the closer I've gotten to 30, like I'm really stepping into just like loving me who I am, like targeting the spots that I don't like being very comfortable, I guess, targeting the spots that, you know, I'm not comfortable with identifying them and say, okay, like, how could I get, you know, more comfortable? How can I give myself grace? Um, So I would say, honestly, I haven't started this self self work until like earlier this year. So my year of 27, 28 is really like finding my sexy. That's amazing. I, I love that you said, uh, like you immediately related feeling sexy to stepping into who you are. I love that that was part of your answer. What happened? the past year or two that made you kind of 
finally start to feel that way or want to step into like who you are as Des? Yeah. Um, for me, it was, uh, I hired a business coach, Kayla Kraft. Um, Love she's also, Kayla Kraft. Yes. She's also <laughs> known as uh, the mommy millionaire. And um, she was so much more than just a, or she is so much more than just a business coach for me. Um, if anyone's ever heard her speak before or talk before or follow her on social, she believes like before you even get to your business, before you even get to finances, before you get to anything, you focus on yourself and your self-worth and loving yourself and going really deep, you know, back into things that I never even thought like existed as problems <laughs> for totally. like self-worth and, um, you know, going back to like my childhood and identifying, you know, self-worth things that came from there. And when I began working with her, it just brought up a bunch of things, like a bunch of stuff. And I'm like, wow, I really need to work on that. And this was just like February um, of this year. Um, And so I was like, wow, I really need to work on these things. I'm glad they're clear. I'm glad I can identify them. I'm glad I can, I can, you know, see how I can tend to them and how I can begin to love myself and step into that confidence myself. Oh my gosh. Well, it's so funny because um, you know, I discovered Kayla Craft probably around, geez, February of last year um, through her podcast. Like, you know, she's not my business coach, but I was using her podcast as like my coach. Yeah. And she really helped me kind of dive into those deeper thinking questions of who I am, what I stand for. Um, so she's been a part of my journey too. So I shout out to that. Kayla Craft. <laughs> shout out to Kayla Craft. And she does this really cool thing. <laughs> she'll do this thing with me. I'll like close my eyes and she'll have me embody like five different versions of myself. Like one is like this like badass version of myself and she's playing like a, a boss Rihanna song. Um, and then, you know, it just made, really helped me like to step into that confidence. And the next one will be like a genuine, like sexy, like be sexy for your man song. Right. And yeah. all these different things that really boost that confidence. And I'm like, Oh, like I can step into my sexy and so many different like versions of me and myself. I can be sexy in my business. I can be sexy in my relationship with my boyfriend. Like I can be sexy, you know, with my friendships or walking down the street, you know, by myself. So I, she's just the bomb. If, if anyone hasn't heard her, you need to go listen to her podcast. Yeah. I've <laughs> talked about her on this podcast before and we'll just make sure we give her a plug again. <laughs> Mommy millionaire, Kayla Craft. Awesome. She's amazing. Um, I love that visualization practice. Um, I love that. I want to, I want to start doing that more because I imagine that that just, just by closing your eyes and imagining yourself in these scenarios with whatever music is playing that automatically helps you realize, like you said, you can feel sexy in all these aspects of your life and it can be a different kind of sexy and it's all still you. It's all still Des. It's all still the same woman. That's amazing. Yeah. I love it. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. Okay. So how has that like stepping into your sexy just the past year, like how has that impacted every every area of your life? Like, have you seen that, you know, improve your business relationships, your personal relationships? How has that changed? Yeah, it changes when you realize that when you become this person um, and you start becoming more confident and stepping into that version of yourself, I will tell you guys that my life this past year, I mean, everyone's life has changed (laughs) with the nature of 2020, right? Totally. But my life this past year, has changed in like, this has been a transformational year for me. You learn to have a mindset of abundance. Um, You know, you make, I, you know, have made more money than I've ever made. I've 
Um, I've nurtured relationships differently than I've ever nurtured. I've let go of relationships that don't no longer serve me. Um, and because I let go of, you know, a lot of negative energy, I was able to receive a lot of positive energy and I really needed to have the confidence in order to let go of those relationships and, and know, um, you know, there's more coming, there's better things coming. And I have to get rid of this space in order to, you know, open up new doors. So, and that's friendships, relationships, like everything. It's literally everything. So, um, stepping into my sexy, I mean, it has really, I would say changed my life this past year. Um, because of like all of the change that has happened. Yeah. Totally. And it's like it, like any self growth, it's uncomfortable and it's hard, especially when you describe having to maybe let go of relationships and create space for things that are only going to serve you. You know, it's, it's uncomfortable, but it's almost like a non-negotiable once you step into who you are and you know what you stand for. Right. Yep. A hundred percent. Everything becomes non-negotiable. You decide, you know, I, I want to deal with this and I don't want to deal with that. And anything, you know, along the lines that comes with what I don't want to deal with, I don't have to, I can say, no, I don't have to go to this dinner, that dinner, serve this person, be in that relationship, or even have that client for like those entrepreneurs out there. You can say like, no to things that don't work that aren't serving you. Yeah. And that's so, I love that you bring that up because it's kind of crazy when you think about the fact that we have to learn that it's okay to say no. Right. Like we're, we're just <laughs> like by nature, just people pleasers and we want to make everyone happy and we want everyone to like us. And it's like, Oh, I can actually say no. And that's empowering. And that's okay. Right. It's okay to say no. It is. It, that's such a good word. Like it's so empowering. My biggest thing, um, was like weddings. (laughs) I found that Mm. I did not want to be like, all my friends were asking me to be in their weddings. And like, I just really was not enjoying like the whole like bridesmaid process. (laughs) Like, girl, we are the same person. (laughs) We are the same way. I was just not enjoying it. And I felt like I'm just at a time in my life where I have other focuses and priorities that I couldn't commit myself to be like the best bridesmaid to, you know, somebody else. And it was nothing like literally had nothing to do with the person. Like it had nothing to do with me not wanting to celebrate a special moment. I just noticed like, I can't show up as the best friend that I want to show. I, I could possibly be as a bridesmaid. And I felt so guilty. Like, I just want to say no, like, I don't want to go on the bachelorette party. Like, I don't want to spend this amount of money. Like I don't want to do X, Y, and Z. And I just told myself like, you know what? Like, I'm just going to start saying no, I'm going to start saying no to these things because if I can't be happy and I can't serve, you know, my friends and show up as a good friend or good, whatever situation it might be like, it's okay to say no, (laughs) it's better to say no actually. And you know, you just saying that right now made me feel understood because I have not met anybody else yet who feels the same way. Exactly. I feel I'm around the same age as you and we're at the age where everyone's getting married and they're close friends and I love them so much, but it's a lot for me to be at all the things and do all the things and go on these trips. And and I have all these focuses and it's, I haven't been able to say no yet. So props (laughs) to you. I'm going to take a page out of your book, but, uh, that's like very comforting to know that you have been on the same path. And uh, it's difficult to learn just to say no, if it's going to serve you best. It really is. It is. But when you start saying no, like, oh gosh, you feel so much better. You totally. Really do. <laughs> all right. We're all going to work on saying no more yes. when we want to say no. Yes. I love it. Yes. Yes. To saying no. 
Um, <laughs> okay, so I want to talk a little bit about um, Creative Label and what that was like when, you know, when you and Aisha started Creative Label. And I don't even I don't even really know the beginning story about how this how this came to be. But um, if you wanted to share a little bit about that, and then I really want to know like how it felt for both of you, you know, was there imposter syndrome? Was it just really empowering? Did you have those moments of like, what the hell am I doing? Uh, what did that feel like? Yeah. And how did you get through it? Take us oh through my that. God. That what the hell am I doing feeling yeah. still, still happens to this day. I'm like, one day I want to cry and ball my, my eyes out. And then the next I'm like, okay, I'm good. Like this yeah. is the best experience ever. Um, but boy, it's been a journey. Um, we've been in business for three and a half years now. Um, we originally started making like before creative label was an agency. Um, Aisha's husband played professional, uh, football and my uh, boyfriend at the time played professional soccer. Um, and so with the nature of their careers, we had been, you know, like traveling all over the country. I think between the both of us, we've moved like 20, 25 times. Um, and we were just like, we don't want, you know, offense to women who like are in that position and like are cool, you know, being taken care of by their husbands and being stay at home moms. Like it just wasn't for us. Like we decided that we wanted to be fulfilled by, by more than just that. And so, um, I was working in TV production. Aisha was in law school. Um, and we really kind of just like started having a side hustle hobby. And it was making, I don't know if you remember, but like there used to be Snapchat filters. Yeah. Um, and you can have them like customized. So our friends would come to us. Like this is, we had an Etsy shop. The filters were like 10 bucks. And so we had, they would be like, oh, I'm having a baby shower. Can you make me a custom Snapchat filter? Oh, I'm having, um, you know, a wedding. Can you make me a, a custom Snapchat filter? So like, sure, no problem like we take our little like $40 from the weekend and <laughs> so quick question yeah did how did you two know how to do that because if Aisha was in law school you had gone to school for production right like did you just take did you guys just like together decide we're gonna learn this or how did that even come to we be? were we're both like super creative so like we had known the basics of using canva and been really good at like using like being aesthetic like creating aesthetically pleasing content um so and I know I have a little bit of video editing background and she does too um so like we were just like super creative we didn't use anything crazy we weren't in Adobe Photoshop like you know even now we 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 have like very basics on using um like the premiere softwares and suites of course we have a team who helps us with that now. yeah <laughs> but um we are just like, it was like in our creative minds, like the concepts. And we're like, okay, well, how do we do this in Canva? And that's probably how we taught ourselves Canva, you know, four years ago. Um, and now I feel like, you know, we can, we're pretty much pros in there, but, um, we taught ourselves and we just started, you know, creating, creating those filters. Um, but what ended up happening is with the nature of social media and technology, people started using different things like, and there was just not a demand for it anymore. Instagram came out with their own filters and, you know, there were so many other ways to customize things. And we were like, wait a second, there's something like in this, <laughs> like, yeah. there's something in this and we're getting somewhere with this. And so that's when creative label essentially was born. 
Um, we wanted to start an agency and initially it was just a branding and marketing agency because we were already kind of like in that social space. Um, so our marketing was our social media management. And then, um, we did branding logos, um, you know, still we're doing filters at the same, at the same time, but content creation really more for businesses. Um, and we just started to realize like there's something here. So for the first year, year and a half, we had our agency, um, we took on a lot of bigger corporate clients, not like, I mean, anyone huge, but good for starting off your business. Um, and we, you know, we took on these, these corporate clients and we just started growing and growing and growing. People were like, Oh, Hey, like, can you run my social media too? Um, because at the time it was, I can just run my own social media, like working in social media and social media being, um, a career was almost like frowned upon at the time because people mm-hmm. just didn't get it. They're like, you do what for a living? You run people's social media accounts. Uh, they didn't get it. So um, eventually we ended up adding on a public relations aspect to the business uh, because we realized, well, people were coming to us for the branding. They were coming to us for the marketing. And then we were like, but they need somewhere, something else to help like with their audience acquisition. They need someone else to help with getting the brand out there, strategic partnerships, like publications, press, and all lived in the digital space because influencer marketing was coming around. And, you know, PR looks a lot different now than it used to look like in, in uh, publications. And so we've just been growing and expanding. And now we've got like 15 employees and, um, you know, we're, we've got, more clients and we can, I'm so grateful and thankful for them, um, for people just like really trusting us Snapchat filter girl (laughs) and then letting us take over their whole marketing strategy. Yeah. I do feel like a lot of people or, um, you know, small businesses that I follow now, whenever, like whenever they're coming out with something new, it seems to always be, Oh, creative label is doing this. (laughs) Oh my gosh. You guys are killing it. You're doing like everywhere I turn left and right. Like it's, it's you behind it, which is amazing. Thank you. you. We appreciate it. Like, that's our goal. Like we want people, we want to be the go-to girls for, um, creating innovative content and and innovative brands. Like we don't want everything to look the same. We want everyone to have their own, you know, creative concept behind their brand and then the unique marketing strategy to perform, you know, peak success. So, you know, what, what trials and tribulations over the last, you said it's been three and a half years. Yeah. Like what, what has come up, you know, that has made you like, just question your worst self-esteem, your, your human being, you know, and how did you overcome that? Yeah. I mean, imposter, imposter syndrome. I love that you said that it's so real. Like Mm -hmm. you question yourself all the time. I don't, I don't think that there's like any level, um, of like person that I've talked to in, in entrepreneurship or business that doesn't have imposter syndrome at some point you know, at some time. Um, and you just really have to like, I encourage my team and myself, like, Hey, like check yourself right now. There's nothing that you can't do. I always like to say like, nobody makes you into an expert. There's no like expert fairy, unless you're a doctor or a lawyer, or, and you're going to, you know, get a special type of certification or, or a degree. Like there's no expert fairy. That's like, Oh, Hey, you know how to do this and you're the best at it. Or you know how to do this and you're the best at it. You make yourself into an expert. Right. And so there's no reason for you to have imposter syndrome. There's nothing that you cannot do. Um, especially when you're putting your mind to it and you're providing yourself with the right tools. And when, you know, like deep down in your heart, this is what I'm meant to do. Um, and so I love that you brought that up because it's just so real. We all experience it. Like 
everyone. Um, and just specific times, you ask for specific times. I think um, realizing that you don't have proper systems, like when we realize that we don't have proper systems in place and our business was suffering because we don't have systems, um, that was a super frustrating time for us because we're like, why are we getting like, we would hit like a super peak in our business. Um, and then all of a sudden, because of everything being so chaotic and us being so busy, we were like, everything's a mess. <laughs> and, you know, that creates unhappy clients and that creates, you know, chaos between teams and things like that. And so we we're like, well, we need to scale. We need help with this. We can't do us, us too. Um, Cause we were like, staying up all night and tears and, you know, our business and it, it looks, you know, so great. And it was, it was great at the time. Um, and it still is great. Um, <laughs> like it's still, um, but there was just a lot going on on the inside and we're like, okay, let's scale. Let's hire a project manager for us to really get on track. She's going to be the one who coordinates all the deadlines and the administrative stuff and is tasked between, you know, Aisha and I, and we had a PR girl, Sasha at the same time at that time. So it was three of us. And then we added on a project manager. Um, and as soon as that happened, that helped us like really step into our roles. Um, it made it more clear. Aisha runs like more of the branding side. I run more of the public relations side and we could just step into like what we're really good at and we weren't clouded by everything else. Um, so yeah. Yeah. I, it, you didn't give up. Yeah. We didn't give yeah, up. Yeah. You figured out how to get through it because I, I love, you know, when you brought back up the imposter syndrome, you said something along the lines of like, there's nothing you can't do. Like there's no reason you should feel like an imposter. Like you can do this. There's no magic fairy. Right. I love that you say that because I feel like you know, a lot of the times we do, we do sort of feel like that. Yeah. Like, like we're waiting for somebody else to tell us you are now an expert. You are now worthy of doing this. Like it's, it's all good now go for it. Right. But that never happens. Right. So, um, that that's awesome that you guys, you guys push through it. You knew yeah. there's no one who's going to come along and qualify us to do this. We're going to figure yeah. it out and make it happen. Yeah. It's that's totally what we had to do. And um, I will say that it helps. Like we still have these days now. I, I actually just had this moment, uh, last night where I'm like, this is just so hard. Like business is just hard. Life is hard. Like being a leader and having a team and being responsible for like people and their salaries. And like, it's just a lot of pressure. And so Aisha and I definitely have moments where we're like, okay, I just need to check it. I need somebody to like, say it's going to be okay right now. Like I need somebody to say like, we got this. Um, and finding that person, it doesn't have to be your business partner. I know most people don't have business partners, but finding a person you can check in and be with and be like, Hey, can you just like guide me through this really quick? Like I need a, just a little bit of encouragement because those days happen. Like, and yeah. once you have that encouragement, it makes you feel so much better. If like, like, okay, I can do this. Like keep going, keep going. Um, cause I mean, you can only, you can only, we're, we're human. You can only handle so much. <laughs> oh, totally. Now have you and Aisha always had such a close relationship and been really good at communicating or did you guys have to like sit down and talk and like, work through how you're going to communicate together. Cause maybe even someone, like you said, who doesn't have maybe a business partner or maybe they're not even a business owner, but you know, just with maybe their significant other or yeah. an another important person in their life, you know, ha like, have you guys had to work through communication or <laughs> this is so funny. We were just talking about this last week. Um, <laughs> 
we were college roommates and when we were in college we were of course like super young 18 19 20 and we would fight like we used to fight like sisters like screaming at the top of our lungs like and then we'd be like best friends after like we were literally have a sister type relationship um and there's been times where her and I you know it's been a lot a lot tougher during those times but once we decided to go into business together um we decided that we don't do anything without the business like is the best interest. So like we, we looked at it as like, we're getting married. Like this is a marriage that we have. Of course, we're going to take care of our friendship, but we don't make any decisions. We don't fight as in F as if like we're sisters, that's how we used to in college. Like we're not going to scream at each other. Like there's a level of respect. Um, and you know, if we're fighting like that, is that in the best interest of the business? Like, no, probably not. So, I mean, communication hasn't always been easy. And of course there's times where we don't do agree on things and like, you know, we might be in a tiff for a few days and then we'll talk it through and that's fine. But at the end of the, uh, at the end of the day, like the business has to keep operating just like a friendship or a marriage has to keep operating. So what do you have to do in order to communicate, you know, and, and get over those stumps and get over those hills? So yeah, I mean, everything's not always perfect. Like it's not, like, there's definitely times where we're like, I'm like, you're driving me freaking up the wall. And I'm, she's probably times where she's like, I'm going to kill her. Like, um, and we get through it. We communicate it. It definitely helps to have a business coach at times be in the middle because when we, uh, Kayla's also her business coach. So, um, when we can't agree on things, um, and we need a second opinion, we also have like what we call accountability coaches. So people who keep us accountable for like responsibilities and our goals and things like that. And so when we need a mediator or in the middle person, we're both pretty good at saying like, okay, you know, let's call so-and-so in same way that you might do like with a couples therapist or, or counselor um, in therapy. Like we literally treat our business as if we are married. Yeah. That's so awesome. It's like, it's the same thing as having, you guys created boundaries. You created yeah. boundaries to your business, like, which then created boundaries for yourself personally, which, yeah. you know, is like huge whenever it comes to figuring yourself out, stepping into who you really are and finding your sexy. So yeah. I, that's, it's amazing. And I love when I hear you guys, whenever I've heard the two of you talk or on your <laughs> podcast too, it's like, you totally talk like your sisters, like yeah. you are sisters. We really are. <laughs> like, yeah. Even our parents, it's so funny. Like we'll call and it'll be on speaker. We're together. And they're like, wait, who's talking? <laughs> like they don't even know their own kids. I'm like, wow, you guys <laughs> You guys are just morphing into the same person. Exactly, right? <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so um, most of the listeners for the Find Your Sexy podcast are not business owners, okay. but they are on social media, like 99% of people probably are. Um, and most people listening are women. So what advice do you have for women, you know, who feel like they often get caught in that social media trap of comparison. Um, I know you talk a lot about, you know, the analytics of social media and everything, yeah. but you are just the social media guru. Like what tips do you have for, for those women who struggle with that? Yeah. I think everybody struggles with social media at some point or in time or another. Like, I think that social media is really about image and what things look like, especially when you're on Instagram. I mean, the platform was literally created like to make perfect visuals. <laughs> like that's how True. it originally started. Like it always had a filter. Like it always was, it, it never has that's changed right. from that. And it's really hard. It's really, really hard. And now, you know, 
we're comparing ourselves constantly to people on social media and we're comparing our, you know, our accolades and our image and our, like our hair, like our makeup constantly to people on social media. So I think the first thing is like giving yourself grace and realizing like when you start to have these feelings of comparison, because it's become human nature, when you start to have these feelings of comparison, like you need to unfollow people, you need to get off of social media. I do social media cleanses all the time. And I know that sounds like hard because I work in social media, but I'm like, I'll be like, okay, well, I'm only going to do like the back end technological stuff that I have to do for my clients because I'm having a really hard time on social media this week. And I need to disconnect myself because myself worth and realizing, you know, that I I need to value myself at this time, um, is way more important than what's going on on my timeline. Um, and being super cautious and being aware of that is super, super important. And typically like you are aware of it. Like when you start, when you start, you might not think you are, but when you're on your phone and then you're sitting next to your girlfriend, you're like, Oh, look at so-and-so and what she's doing, or like her makeup doesn't even, you know, you just become like gossipy or, you know, you, you have a desire to start unfollowing people, which is totally fine. Like, you don't, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like you're cautious without being cautious of this is not good for me. Um, and I think just really being aware of that, knowing that's okay to step away. It's okay to delete the app. It's okay to even delete your profile for, um, you know, uh, you think you have like 30 days and before it's like actually deleted all the way, like it's okay to do all of these things and step away and take a break. Yeah, I feel like this idea, I, well, first of all, thank you so much. So many good little, little tips. Um, this idea of unfollowing people has been coming up a lot in the, the different, you know, conversations I've been having with women. Um, and I was actually talking about it with a client yesterday uh, because we feel bad. We feel like yeah. if we unfollow them, it's like, we try to justify it. Like, well, but I really admire this person. I really like them. I, you know, I don't, I feel bad. Like, I feel like that's mean. But it's really kind of reframing our mind to think like, no, I, I, I can still appreciate them. I can still admire them. I can still be cheering them on, but I need to do what's healthiest for me in my mind right now. And maybe it's just not, not seeing their stuff. If I'm comparing myself yeah. or it's making me feel some, some type of negative way so I can get me right. And then when totally. I feel better, when I feel like I'm ready for that. I can see it again, but I will still be their number one fan. It doesn't totally. mean I don't support them. Totally. And I think people take unfollowing as something so personal. I used to take when people unfollowed me, like the, I used to have an app, you guys, on my on my phone that um, will tell me like who unfollowed my account. And I used to literally take it to heart and so personal. And then like, I got rid of the app. I got rid of everything that was making me feel crappy about my social media. I got rid of it. And I was like, I don't care who unfollows me because sometimes I understand that I need to unfollow people. Sometimes it's nothing personal. And sometimes it is really personal. And it, it, I can't sit here and worry about like, Oh, how's Susie going to feel if I unfollow her or how, you know, am I going to feel if Susie unfollows me? Like it's social media at the end of the day, it's social media. And there's so many more important things in the world, just like your self health, (laughs) um, that matter. It really just matters way more than following and unfollowing. Amen. That was, yeah, there's so many more important things. All right. Well, thank you for sharing that. I really appreciate it. Um, okay. So I want to quickly talk about your sexy, which is an acronym. So the first one is S which stands for satisfy. 
So at this point in your life, what just brings you joy and makes you happy? Right now, I think me time, just time to myself um, makes me happy. Also my family. I think with quarantine, I've just found like a new, a new perspective on what's important. Um, and family has always been important, but spending the time with family, um, that really satisfies me. Okay. So the next one is ego. So how does self-love, and I know you kind of mentioned this, you said you like having your me time, but how does self-love and confidence show up in your day-to-day life? Do you have any rituals or? Yeah, I try. I mean, prayer is a big thing for me. Um, I'm a Christian. So like praying, especially during the moments that I'm not feeling confident um, is, is really big for me. And also I try as hard as I possibly can to journal as often um, as possible because it usually ends up bringing up things I didn't even know were there. Makes me super cautious of my day. Makes me like feel confident when I'm not feeling confident. So yeah. That's great. That's a good self. I I haven't really ever thought about journaling as self-love, but it totally is. It a hundred percent is. Yeah. I think that's great. Okay. So the next one is the X, which is external opinions. So at this point, how often do you let what other people say or think affect you? I've, I will say I've always been really good at not caring what people say. Um, so I don't, um, I mean, of course there's, <laughs> of course there's times where I'm like, Oh, well that like was really annoying that so-and-so said that, or that so-and-so feels that way. Um, but everyone's always going to have their own, own opinions. Like, and yeah. we all have to get to the point where we're like, I'm living in my own space. I'm living in my own bubble. And I really don't give two fucks about what yeah. anyone else thinks about me. Um, and I mean, I think that kind of goes back into the social media thing too. It It's like, we're so worried about what other people are going to think is, are other people going to like this picture? Are other people going to like my caption copy? Are other people going to like you know, the environment that I'm posting, like the room, my house that I'm posting my social media content in. Right. And I think once we get past, like, I don't give a shit what other people think. Um, we end up like showing up better for ourselves. Um, and yeah, you end up just becoming more of you, um, living in like your purpose and, and what makes you happy. Now, were you, were you raised that way? Like, did your, did your parents raise you to not worry about what other people think? Or do you think that was something that just kind of naturally was in you already? I think my parents definitely raised me that way. Um, I started professionally modeling at 13. Um, and my parents had always told me like, this is a career now and people, um, your the companies that you work for and when you go on castings and when you go you know for different jobs like they're gonna say they don't like you because like of the size of your ears or they don't like you because like your what your hair looks like or they don't like you for all these different reasons um and it's probably not going to ever really make sense to you and I was 13 so my getting my parents to you know or my parents getting me to really explain that like you just have to continue to be like okay I don't care like you don't like me for things that I can't really control right mm-hmm. um and and I think I kind of always after that, um, and I experienced it, like my parents didn't just say it, you know, there was lots of jobs that I would go for castings, castings on. And I'd be like, nope, we don't like you. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, you're for what you're for things that I couldn't change. And, um, I think that that just really helped like into my early adulthood, my early twenties. Um, even up until now, I'm like, okay, you don't like me. 
okay. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Yeah. Totally. I feel like I ha- I had a, a similar experience because I've I've acted for most of my life since yeah. I was 15 and going on auditions and I lived in LA for a few years and it, at first it's really tough cuz you're yeah. like you're not even like really judging me on my talent whatsoever. You're just taking one right. one look at what I look like and right. telling me what's wrong. But I, I do feel like it kind of makes you uh, like you have two choices to either fall into it or say, no, I'm going to love and appreciate myself yeah. and find someone who loves and appreciates me. Yeah. And uh, that's kind of the path you have to choose yeah. to walk down. Yeah, it's so true. I mean, my parents would literally tell me, like, if you get like absorbed with what people are telling you, like, you won't be able to do this anymore. And, um, like we will pull you out of it. We don't care. Like you, your self-worth is more important. Like you being a child and like living a normal life is more important. And I just, am, I just, I totally agree. I mean, I love that you had that experience too. Cause that probably, I mean, I'm, a, I'd imagine that you probably carried a lot of that over to some other parts of your life. Oh, absolutely. I don't know if I would have find your sexy if I didn't go through that, yeah. you know, so it's, it's crazy, you know, what, what those experiences teach us and what we choose to, to make of them, you know? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Okay. So the last part of sexy is the why, which is yearn. So what is next for you? What are you just looking forward to the most in the future right now? Oh my gosh. That's such a good question. Um, I'm just looking for like growth personally. I'm looking forward to growth you know, as an entrepreneur, um, but mostly like personal growth. I've experienced so much growth, like 2020. Um, and I also realized that you never stop growing. Like I'm never going to stop evolving and becoming a different version of myself and, um, watching myself think that I was like fully grown, <laughs> um, over, especially like my early twenties. And now I like at myself, I'm like, who, I don't even know who that girl is anymore. Totally. <laughs> um, it's just been an experience. So I'm excited to get, you know, a few years or even a year from now and be like, Oh, okay. Like this is where I am now. <laughs> yeah. I, that's so great. I know. I always laugh and say, I feel like your twenties is like one long movie and like you, you think you're at like the best part of the movie or whatever, like the climax. And then you keep going and you get in your late twenties and you're like, I don't even really remember the beginning of the movie because like, it's such, it's a different movie at this point. (laughs) Exactly. Twenties are wild. wild. And it is crazy. It is crazy (laughs) to think like, like you said, to think like you're not done growing. Like I'm just going to keep growing. Like, what is it? My, what are my thirties going to look like? Am I going to look back now and be like, who was that person, which is kind of exciting. It is exciting. It's super exciting. (laughs) Okay. So at this point in your life, what does sexy mean to you now? Um, I think as I like, kind of like how I said before, like sexy is just really learning to love me. Um, and to really learn to like step into that confidence wise, not physical, like it's not like a physical thing. Oh, well, okay. I won't lie. Like part of sexy, I think as a woman is like feeling it's physically feeling sexy too. Um, but I think most of it, most of the way is like really just embodying like the physical things I don't love about myself. Like, why do I not love them? Like why? I mean, God made my body the way that, you know, it's supposed to be. Um, and I think just really embodying that is, is like sexy to me right now. That's a great definition of sexy. I love that so much. (laughs) So what is, one physical trait of yours that you feel like is super sexy? 
I, I really like my lips. <laughs> I can always, you know, put some fun lipstick colors on and, um, you know, like I, I'm, I love like anything, beauty products, makeup and whatever. So I'm like, let's have fun with this. So I'm the same way. So I feel you. <laughs> and then what is one character trait of yours that you feel is really sexy? Uh, I I'm empathetic and, and compassionate. Um, those are really important characteristics and qualities to me because I really want to be able to identify and relate with what people are going through. That's really important to me. So, um, yeah. I just want to acknowledge how quickly you answered that question too, <laughs> which is amazing that you have something like right away. Well, you had two things right away that you just were like, I'm proud of these things and I feel like they're sexy. So that's amazing that you were able to answer that so quickly. Yeah. I think it's really crazy. Like as women, I feel like we're taught like not to think about those things almost. And I think we're taught like, Oh, like you can't call yourself pretty or, Oh, you mm-hmm. can't talk about like these great, you know, these great, like emotional, you know, value adds that you have as a, as a human. Um, and, it's okay. Like it's almost more healthy to talk about these things. Like it's healthy for you to say, I love this about myself physically, or I love this about myself, like, you know, in the inside emotionally or whatever that is. And I just wish that there wasn't such a stigma on like, why can't we say these great things about ourselves? Yeah. 100%. It's not, I feel like, cause like you said, it's uh, was made to be like, we were conceited or yeah. like stuck up. And you know, that's actually why, like when I created the sexy acronym, I put ego in there for the E because you know, the definition of ego is your relationship with your self esteem and your self worth. And I always bothered me that it just, it's such like, it's such, it has such a bad rep. Like yeah. the word ego is automatically perceived as a negative thing, but it's like, no, how do I make sure I have a healthy ego? Yeah. Like, my ego is important. I should feel confident and I should celebrate these things I love about myself in a healthy way. There's a way for it to be healthy and unhealthy. So I 100% agree with you. I wish that it wasn't like such a negative thing. Yeah. Well, that's why I'm so happy you have this podcast because yeah. oh, you need to hear that. <laughs> thank you. We need to learn about our egos and how to make them healthy. <laughs> totally. Okay. So my last question for you, who is one woman who you think of as a sexy woman and why? Ooh, that's so good. This totally changes for me. Like I try to surround myself with like the most boss woman ever. Um, and I think right now, I don't know if you guys follow her, um, but her name is Ronnie Brown. Um, she runs a company, uh, called girl CEO. Yes, Um, I just started following her like sort of recently. And I can't even remember how I found her. Yeah. Probably just through all the connections between everyone else, but yes. Amazing. Okay. Please continue. She's amazing. And I've gotten to know her. Um, she's actually become one of our clients, but I've gotten to know her a lot more, um, personally. And like, she just doesn't give a shit. Like she is just like herself. And that is just it. She doesn't care what anybody thinks about her. Like she is sexy. Like she knows that like her confidence makes her sexy. Um, and she's like, I don't care like what so-and-so says, like, this is my journey, my thing, my business, my, whatever, my family, like (laughs) my body. And the way that she has stepped into that and embodied that, um, is just, it's just so amazing. Um, so if that's, she's a good follow you guys on social media. If you, if you, um, I think her thing is like at Ronnie Brown. Um, 
And if you get a chance to, you know, follow her on Instagram, you should. Yeah, she keeps it so real, yeah. which I love about her. She po- she actually, I, I saw something she posted on Instagram this morning, and I'm not going to remember exactly what it was, <laughs> but it was a quote about like uh, knowing your worth. It was something about like if you. Uh, yeah, here it is. And accept said, a man. Thank you. She said, ladies, a man is never going to wake up and see your worth until you wake up and see your own worth. As long as you're entertaining him, he knows you don't know your own worth. Like yeah, that I, is I think so I true. saved that. I think I hit save and I was like, Ooh, Ooh, that is good. I love it. She, yeah, I love it so much. It is so true. It's so transparent. Like when people don't value themselves um, and a man can see that I feel like other women can see that. Like it is so transparent. So like we all need to just value us, like know our worth, be confident, step into that sexy um, because people will take advantage of you. Oh, 100%. And like you're going to live a more fulfilled life and getting everything else you want out of your life and relationships when you feel fulfilled right. and sexy and just like your best, best self. Totally. A hundred percent. Oh my God. <laughs> Love this. Love it. Well, thank you so much, Des, for just talking with me so openly and honestly and just sharing your story about, you know, finding your sexy, your business, all of your advice when it comes to social media. I really, really appreciate it. Um, but before we go, where can people follow you and just like support whatever you have going on right now or whatever's coming up? Yeah, in the future? of course. So you can follow uh, my personal page at uh, it's your destiny with two E's, not a Y. Um, and then also our business ca- uh, page, creative dot label. And we also have a podcast. It's called the label. It's for all like digital marketing trends and um, you know, how you can transfer those over to your business. If you're running your marketing on your own. Um, and if you're interested in our services, uh, www.itscreativelabel.com. Awesome. And I will make sure I link all of that in the show notes so everyone awesome. can easily find it. Cool. Um, but yeah, thanks so much again, Des. Like it was so fun talking with you and I'm just so grateful for our conversation today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I seriously appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. For more information, visit findyoursexy.co or follow me on social media at Kelsey Valletta. And if you would like to leave a five-star review of the show, I would be so grateful. Actually, I can't think of anything that would be more sexy.